When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Cureleaf, a medical marijuana dispensary. Whether you're a longtime patient or you're just getting acquainted with this incredible plant, Cureleaf of Pennsylvania is honored to guide you along your medical marijuana journey. Hey guys, how's it going? It's time for the Blue White Breakdown Podcast, Penn Life's Penn State Football Podcast. I'm Bob Flounders. Joined as always by my favorite ham and egger, Dave Jones, who is uh, coming to us from Downingtown. Uh, we talked earlier in the week about James Franklin and USC and also his press conference takeaways. Now we're going to get to the meat of it, Dave. We're going to get to our game picks and how we kind of see the Auburn-Penn State game. People need to understand these 730 games. Yep. We don't go up there and stay in a hotel. We used to in the old days. If we could, if we, we more often would stay at a friend's house. Because there were no hotels or they would gouge you for yeah. 350 bucks at, at the Holiday Inn, which is worth, way more, Dave. worth about 80 And now we don't even do that. I have to get my body clock ready to arrive home at like 4.30 a.m. Because that's what it takes yeah. to get out there, get out of there. Yeah. And we know all the back ways and sure. we'll go the long way around, which we're not going to tell you about. We're not going to tell you all our tricks. Dave, some world-class marathoners like to carbo-load before big events. You just like to sleep till like 4 o'clock in the afternoon. I stay, I stay up as long as possible, too. Right. Um, and I stayed up till 3 last night, so I'm going to try to stay up till 4 yeah. tonight. Also, whatever you do, do not take the back way home. because <laughs> No, no, because of deer. Like I, the Michigan whiteout game in 2019, I was in the car with Greg Pickle when he was still at Penn Live. We waited out traffic, got some stuff done. When you go back, I think it's 45. Don't it, tell it, anybody. Sorry. Um, anyway, we're on this road and there is fog, no lights. It's just a forest. And doesn't this, I'm, I'm slowing down because we're going down a hill. And doesn't this gigantic, uh, I guess it was a buck just come waltzing across the street, never even looked at me, just got right in front of me, walked right on by. If I would have hit that thing, I don't know. It would have been. Well, that could happen. In, that could happen anytime. That could happen on, that yeah, could happen on 322. Way, way, way more prevalent, I think, in the hinterland. I think it is. Uh, well, buddy, we got deer all around my house. I mean, they're everywhere. Oh, you, live in the, you live in the, you live in the, live in the woods. That's right. Yeah. Give me some of your thoughts on Auburn. Let's let's kick this baby off. What's the first thing that strikes you about this matchup and what may decide it? I am a total whore. You know that. <laughs> I Very honestly, I don't understand. When, when I sell people on the Football Writers Association, yeah. of which I've been a member for 30 years, I sell our guidebook because it has cell phone numbers sure. uh, for every beat guy in the country. And I've gotten to know a lot of people over the years. One of the, one of my go-to guys who I don't get to talk to as much as I like, but he's an awesome guy. He runs the uh, rival site at Auburn. His name's Jay Tate. And I met him at the uh, 2002 Capital One Bowl. I think I mentioned him in the last podcast, didn't I? 
You did. That's correct. Yeah. I went right to him for Auburn stuff. You know, you can go watch the Alabama State tape, but what is that really going to tell you? (laughs) Or Akron. They haven't played anybody. This guy knows this team, and this this is what he says. This is the best defense that he has seen, and I think he's been covering them 22 years. Okay. At Auburn. And he, this guy is not a homer. I mean, he's a straight shooter. He, if he thinks they're going to lose, he says so. If he, if he thinks yeah. they deserve criticism, he criticizes them. Uh, Jay is a great reporter. I know. Anyway, their defense, uh, he's isolated, especially he really likes their linebacker layer. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple of guys, Zacoby McClain, who is like Velcro with tackling. When you hear about linebackers who tackle well, that's a really good sign. He says okay. these guys tackle really well. Zacoby McLean is number nine. And Owen Papo, uh, number zero, who uh, a really hard hitter. The, these guys are not terribly big. They're just really active, really aggressive, and very decisive. They look like they know what they're doing out there. Again, you watch Alabama State tape. You can't tell, but but you can tell about whether the, the defenders look like they know what they're doing. Do you remember how how Micah Parsons looked his freshman year? Uh, like a lot of young players look when they first get out there. They look like they're thinking. These guys never look like they're thinking. They know by rote what's going on. They read the offense, and then, then they make moves. So they look really good. Jade really doesn't think they have a weakness on defense. He likes their back four a lot. Here's a great name for you, Smoke Monday. Uh, number nine. Yeah, I was going. I was going. No, he's number. Yeah. He's twenty. I think he's twenty-one. Right? Oh, was he? Oh, I thought he was yeah. okay. Yeah, I do remember the name, Smoke Monday. He's the free safety, mm-hmm. and he gets a lot of pub because of his name, and he's good. But Jay believes Roger McCreary, number twenty-three, is their best cover man. He's he's a corner, and really, as he called him, the bail cow. He's the bell cow <laughs> of that defense. When's the last time you heard that? You know, probably, yeah. Frank probably when I was at, an, at an SEC. Yeah, it's probably game. Frank Broyles along with Keith. Keith, he's the bell cow. I think Hayden Fry used to say that. And they have a really a, a guy who's come on. He was he was supposedly a high rated recruit, uh, an edge rusher, and they call this guy the edge. It's kind of kind of like you two. Uh, who who's a stand-up uh, edge rusher named T.D. Moultrie. Apparently, this kid had been a highly rated recruit, had not panned out, kind of hung out for a couple of years, and now he's gotten his life together, and he looks terrific. He's number 99. He can come from any direction. Uh, he's an edge rusher, but he's uh, then they've also got a three-technique kid named Marcus Harris who will be down in front who was a portal pickup from Kansas, but he's a, a local kid from Montgomery that they got back. Moultrie, Bama wanted him, and uh, Malzahn got him instead of Bama. So you know he, he must be a good player. Yeah, my uh, I, I think all of that certainly makes sense. You look at their stats against two teams they won easily against, it's really hard to... But it, it seems like they're very aggressive. They're very athletic. Like they typically are. Um, they might be a little bit better uh, coach with Derek Mason and Brian Harson in charge. My counterpoint, Dave, is will that defense offset Bo Nixon on the road in a big game? You, uh, you, you, you nailed it because Bo Nix 
uh, has laid eggs on yes. the road. And that's an issue. Uh, people believe he's less panicky now than he was. And they think uh, since he's a junior, that this is. <laughs> Did he look career. good against Akron, Dave? Yeah, he's 20 and 22 <laughs> against Akron. You can, you can go 20 and 22 against Akron. <laughs> Matt Kisner would have went 22 for 22, Dave. Back, <laughs> was, uh, I'm going to digress again, Bob. We got 30 minutes, okay? I'm just going to do this. There was a, a, a Penn State went 13 and 0 at the beginning of the 95 96 basketball season. They ended up finishing second in the Big 10 that year. And they had a big game. Uh, their 14th game was at Michigan on TV. I believe it was on CBS. Love it. And one of the Michigan players was asked about their 13 and 0 record and he goes, "I look at the schedule. All they'd be playing is Huckabuck State. You can go 13 and 0 against Huckabuck State." <laughs> I take it that Michigan might have beat Penn State only by one. All right. It was a uh, it was a very close game at the end. Penn State began nineteen and two that year, and ended up number nine in the country uh, in late February. But then they folded. They folded down the stretch, lost to Arkansas in the first round. But yes, they've been uh, uh, Auburn's been playing Huckabuck State so far, so we can't really tell. Yeah. Your thoughts on Bo Nix? I want to hear now. Well, what I'm more curious about, though, is I think playing in a Gus Malzahn offense compared to playing in this offense. Uh, is it Mike Bobo, the former Georgia? Correct. Yes. The OC. Uh, Brian Harson. I mean, he he seems like he knows how to coach. I, I know he, coached, he can coach him up at Boise State. We'll see. But I just don't know. Maybe you give him a little bit of the benefit of the doubt, but he, he wasn't great in 2020. I don't think he played a lot in 2019. What 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 is Penn State going to have to prepare for, and what tape of what tape of Bo Nix are they going to watch? I guess is the question because you just don't. Bobo's offense isn't going to look anything like Gus Malzahn. Well, more to the more to more to your point, people are worried that he's going to frazzle a little bit in a big, nasty, loud road venue. He did it at Florida a couple of years ago when they were uh, heavy favorites and lost twenty four to thirteen. And then last year against a bad team, South Carolina at Williams Bryce stadium in Columbia, uh, he got picked off three times yeah. uh, by JC Horn, all of them, I think, you know, it was a bad loss that he, he tends to have gotten a little rattled in places where it gets loud on the road. And that wasn't even loud because it was, you know, I think it was the stadium was half full, even in the sec, they only allowed that. So it's not going to be anything like he's seen before uh, on Saturday night. Dave Jones and Bob Founders talking about the Auburn Penn State game, seven thirty Saturday night, whiteout. Uh, ABC, Herbie, all the all the all the bells and whistles, game day. They're all they're all going to be there. Fowler's going to be there. Dave, just, if we can just transition to Penn State, I have a, a big picture question for you. I'm not necessarily talking about Penn State, but is there a chance that the majority of the Big Ten stinks this year? I don't think they have a lot of great quarterbacks. Again, we had a stage there for a while where you were getting, you know, Brian Greasy and Tom Brady and and Drew Brees uh, 20 years ago. Uh, You had some great quarterbacks going through the league and even guys who didn't uh, end up much in the NFL. Drew Henson also at Michigan. Yeah. Uh, Jim, Jim Miller at Michigan State. These were good, solid quarterbacks. Um, there were a lot of Michigan State quarterbacks. 
who, who you thought, well, they could play in the NFL, and they did. A lot of those guys played. Is, is Brian Hoyer? Brian Hoyer is he still in the league? God, he yes, must he's be a backup at New England. Kirk Cousins. <laughs> Kirk Cousins. Yeah, we seem to have hit a dead area where the quarterbacks. <laughs> you know wh- what are we talking about? We're talking about uh, Talia Tungavaiola. We're mm-hmm. talking about who, who has possibilities. Sure. Dynamic quarterback. Yeah. We have Michael Penix, who really has been erratic and has gotten injured a lot. We've got Stroud at Ohio State, who's just a kid, CJ Stroud, mm-hmm. uh, who looks really good. Ohio State's got other problems, Dave. Yeah, well, we're talking about quarterbacks. So No, I, my question was, was the Big Ten, does the Big Ten stay? Well, that's, that's, why, that's why I think it's kind of a substandard league is the most important position by yeah. far right now in football in college football is the yeah. quarterback. And you don't, you, you see a lot of Spencer Petruses out there, yeah. you know, yeah. you see a lot of guys who on, on really good teams, you're going, yeah, if, if they had the quarterback, you know, and then I was a perfect example. Wisconsin's yeah. another one. We yes, saw that are. if they have just a functional quarterback in that game, they win by double digits, don't they? I think they definitely win. I do. I do believe that. I think. I think uh, the Badgers got murked, uh in week one. Yeah, you you go through the league, Adrian Martinez, and um, yeah, you know Michigan State's got a guy that's just a guy, and uh, I I don't know. Uh, there there are not a lot of dynamic playmaking quarterbacks in this league, either as dual threats or as guys with big arms who can sit back in the pocket and pick you apart. That's the problem with the league as I see it. Which brings us to Sean Clifford. Um, I said, take Penn state out of the equation. One of the reasons I said that is they are two and oh, he has not turned the ball over. I know, uh, you know, the ball state defense wasn't exactly super, super tenacious, but he, he protected the ball against Wisconsin. I think if he had turned the ball over one or two times, it's also probably a loss for Penn state. He had a nice run against ball state. He was able to get some chunk plays against Wisconsin in the second half after they made some adjustments. Where are you on Sean Clifford after two games? Because it's only two games, Dave. Is that enough of a sample size for you to say, Hey, look, maybe Mike Gersitz has been able to do some good things with him. No, I need to see what he does in this game and at Iowa. I need to see what he does when things don't work. And the default setting for him when things don't work out as planned is to hold the ball too long and then get, get into trouble. Too often he does that. He cannot do that in this game. He's got to be decisive and prudent would yeah. be the word. Would, is, that, is that a good word for you? He has to, he has yeah. to, to I, live, yeah. live to fight another down in situations yeah. where he doesn't try to do too much. Yeah. Against these linebackers and this defense, he cannot make right. mistakes. He's because I think Penn State's defense can win the day in this yeah. matchup in a in a whiteout, yeah. uh, much as they did in a lot of different whiteouts where they they did it against Ohio State in 2016. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. They did it against Ohio State in 2005. I, I don't want to go back that far, but I mean, yeah. I think you can do it in this game where you haven't been able to do that yeah. in college football too much lately. There's yeah. so much scoring in college football. You don't anticipate that sort of game. I think this could be a low scoring game. In fact, what's the over under? I don't even know. What is it? Let me guess. It's it hasn't moved. It's 53. See, I'd go under, wouldn't you? 
Well, we're going to make our picks, David, in a little while. See what I did there? Welcome to Cureleaf, a medical marijuana dispensary. Whether you're a longtime patient or you're just getting acquainted with this incredible plant, Cureleaf of Pennsylvania is honored to guide you along your medical marijuana journey. Have questions? Visit us at cureleaf.com or stop in to see us at any of our 12 locations. Let's talk medical marijuana and let our confidence become yours. We talked about the Wisconsin game. I had a feeling that because Wisconsin was going to play very aggressive against Penn State, that there would be chances if they could block the rush wherever it was coming from, they were going to go after Wisconsin secondary. I'm not sure, and I see this time and time again, Dave, I'm not sure even good defenses realize just how good Jahan Dotson is. And I know you can say, well, how can you say that he led the Big Ten in receiving yards last year. No, Dave, I can I can see Ohio that. State yeah, took yeah. him for granted last year. Yeah. Iowa took him for granted last year. Wisconsin took him for granted in the opener. If you're Derek Mason and you're the Auburn defensive coordinator, aren't you, even more so than anyone on the field, aren't you worried about Jahan Dotson and aren't you going to devise a scheme that does not let him get deep? Does he get bracketed as much as he should? In your opinion, it, you know, it's it's been a lot of different. He gets open a lot of different ways because he's so talented. He doesn't drop passes. He runs great routes. You saw uh, you should schemed him up on a slip screen for a touchdown because he's so good after the catch. They were playing too deep. You know, if you're going to blitz Penn State and you don't and your safeties aren't very perfect in their coverage, he's just going to split him and run right by him. So, yeah, I, I, just, I, I just wonder how Auburn's going to approach this game. I, I'm curious to see if Yursich just lets the dogs out, as this, as the kids say, and, and and starts throwing on first down all over the lot. Because I think that's the way to keep the, to to keep this defense out of your face, uh, put them back on their heels. I think they have the goods to do that, you know, and it keeps Clifford from you don't want him in second and third and long against this defense. I would be really super aggressive. Go, go, go. Uh, Keep throwing the ball all over the lot. Throw it deep on first down. See, that's how you can get deep on first down. I would throw a lot and start with the throw and then work toward the run. Um, You remember when they got Dotson free on the long touchdown early in the second half? Penn State started started their possession with three quick throws outside. You know, it was quick, quick, quick to Parker Washington and somebody else. And after three or four of those, he took a shot deep. So I think formations and scheming and what he's going to try and do, because you're right, as, as athletic as Auburn's defense is, if you can confuse them or, or give them pause for a half a second, you know, there's going to be some windows there. So I think I'm very interested to see how diverse Penn State's offense uh, is going to be. And Dave, one more thing. We're getting a little bit late in the, the uh, podcast. When you talk about Penn State's defense through the first two games, I think you also have to talk about Jordan Stout because he's almost like a de- defensive player, an extra defender because of what he's been able to do, hunting the football and just pinning teams deep in their own end. You know, he kicks it high. They have a great coverage gunner in A.J. Lighton. I think there's been three punt returns against Penn State in two games for eight total yards. There's been no kick returns against Penn State this year. I just think Jordan Stout is going to be yet again a major influence in this game. And I just think that, you know, when you talk about Penn State's defense, you almost need to talk about him. 
I, I want the pressure to be on Bo Nix to have to score. Sure. And in order to do that, you've got to get an early lead. I don't think you can depend on this offensive line and this running, th- this running game against this defense yeah. to ball control them. I would be super aggressive, get a lead, and then put the pressure on Bo Nix and some receivers that frankly yeah. have been erratic. They've got one weapon, and that's the, the big back tank, uh, big speed. Big speed. He's he's technically a freshman, so yeah. I want to put pressure on that offense in that environment yeah. right away as soon as possible. That's why I'd be aggressive, and also I don't want to put Clifford through second and third and long against right. this defense. Another reason to be aggressive on first down, yeah. and I'm not just talking about hitch passes yeah. and turnouts. I'm talking about getting the ball down the field on first down because that's the one yeah. time you can do it. Yeah. I really think they need to put this defense on its heels to prevent them running. They're, they're scary in aggressive situations on throwing downs. You don't yeah. want to be in that situation yeah. on stout kudos yeah. actually to the big 10, whoever votes on that thing yeah. for, for making him special teams player of the week. Yeah. Uh, was that two weeks ago? Last, yes, last Johnson, week. Yeah. Just because he missed a field goal and an extra right. point really has no, so little bearing on that game compared to his punting. One last thing I wanted to talk to you before we get to the picks, Dave, and I think it's going to, it's going to rear its ugly head in this game. When you have two defenses who can run and are aggressive like this turnovers in this game, Penn State, no turnovers to date. Auburn only has one. I have a feeling you will see some short fields created by uh, defenses, forcing offenses into turnovers with either it's pressure or just their quickness or interceptions where, you know, Sean Clifford might see, think he has a window against Auburn secondary or linebackers and it, and it closes same for Bo Nix, you know, with, with Jaquan Brisker back there and Penn state's corners. I just think you're going to, this will be a game where you see some turnovers that create some short fields. And that's why when everyone says, Hey, it could be really low scoring. It certainly could be, but if they're going to get a lot of short fields, you could see some more points than people expect. Yeah. I could see a game like, the Ohio state game in 2016 yep. where there were bursts of activity. And you yes. remember that game? There were, there yeah. were crazy bursts of things that happened. The, the black punt for a safety that could have been a touchdown. That was a great play by, by Penn state yeah. to keep it. The, the blocked field goal. Then there were long passes that McSorley hit after long stretches of yeah. nothing Curtis, going on. Curtis Samuel had like a 75 yard touchdown yes. run. Yep. I could see something like that. Cause there's too many athletes sure. on the field for that not to happen. Right. But I could also see long stretches of not yeah. a lot of scoring. Yeah. All right. All right. Let's go. Let's go, big guy. Who do you All got? Right. Let's see what let's see what you got. Friday night. We got a Friday night game. I've got we got Maryland minus seven and a half now at Illinois. That, that, <laughs> what do you do with that game? That's gonna be a fun game. Oh what do game. I do? 34-13 Maryland. Really? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Illinois not looking good in that Virginia game. Yeah, you don't think they can handle it. I'm supposed to make you guess the spread. Okay, Michigan State. This Now we're on Saturday. Michigan State at Miami of Florida. Have you seen these numbers? I have not. I would, I would take a stab. They're, gonna, they're still going to probably go with the Canes because they're not sure about MSU. They're going to say Miami minus three and a half. Minus seven. Woo! You have to take Sparty there, don't you? The way I they've think been playing. You do. I think yeah. you do. I, uh, I, did they set a record for most transfers in one season acquired? Is that a, is that? Well, no, they're, 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 I, I think, I think like over kinda, 30. 
I think they're kind of changing the culture too. If you watch them, they're much better than I anticipated. And shout out to Matt McGloin. He told me before the season, he thought they were going to be better, much better than anyone thought. And he was right. They are flying around at the ball on defense in a way I did not expect. They're a pretty good looking defensive team. So I'm going to, I'll take, I'll take Sparty and the points. I don't know if they win the game, but I'll take the points. Yeah. I think Mel Tucker's got something going on there where he's going to be a problem. I don't, I don't see a, a eight and four team, but maybe a six and six team that gives a lot of teams problems. Maybe like that six and six team that beat Ohio state in 1998. You remember that? Sure. Nick Saban. Yeah. Huge. Ohio state was headed for the BCS championship game. Got derailed. This is horrible. But I have to ask Northern Illinois at Michigan. What's that spread? Michigan's going to be an inflated favorite. I'll say 16, uh, 27 and a half. You haven't been watching their, your Mac. Northern gonna, Illinois is not good. I'm uh, still taking, I'm still taking Eric. Ep- Eric Epler would have gotten that. Game. I'm taking Northern Illinois. I got to give you that. That's all you need to know. And did you see the email I sent you with the throwback to 1971? We have to mention the 71 Nebraska Oklahoma. Game. I didn't get a chance to read it yet. I oh mean, my I've watched God. it numerous times. It's terrific. It's great. 50 years ago this year, Nebraska Oklahoma was 50 years ago this this November, mm-hmm. and it was the game of the century that actually lived up to the hype. Would you agree? Absolutely. 35-31 and it was it, the the momentum twist in that game that was there were about 15 of them. Incredible. Yeah. Jack Mildred. <laughs> Tearaway Jack jersey. Mildred. Jeff Kinney. Yeah. Tearaway jerseys. Was was Greg Pruitt in that game, right? Yes, he was. He yes. was a young player. But he, yeah. was, yeah. he was in the wishbone. Sure. Man, I loved Greg Pruitt. Yeah. Um, so anyway, not quite the same game. Nebraska at Oklahoma. <laughs> make that line. I'll man. make that line. It's got to it's gotta be. I'm going to say it's got to be 20. You're good. 22. Now what do you do? I almost said twenty six. <laughs> well, then you like you like I mean, land it, the point. It just it just it feels to me like a forty five seventeen game to me. Yeah, I, so you're going to lay the points there, okay? I am. Yeah. There's a lot of interesting games this year this this week. Uh, Cincinnati at Indiana. What do you do with that? Well, I just don't know where Michael Penix is at. I mean, that mm-hmm. that Iowa game was really. I know there were two defensive scores, but I just think Indiana's got some talent on that team. And it's the game is at Indiana. Yeah, they got to show up this week. Or the, All right. Cincinnati's probably a four-point favorite. That's correct. Four and a half. Very good. Uh, I got a sneaking suspicion that Indiana's going to cover. People still hanging with Indiana. I'm not sure. Uh, what do you say? I'll take, I'll, I'll lay the points with, with UC. They don't even have to go far. It's a, it's a, it's a next door game. All right, Minnesota at Colorado. What do you think of that? <laughs> I want the over. I don't even care. Colorado's probably favored by six. Uh, it's two and a half. It's a historic alliance game. High scoring game. High yeah. scoring game. No, man, the number's 48 and a half, so you're going said, over. You heard me. I said high scoring game. <laughs> Let's go. All right. I should trust you with dogs and big women. I should. Let's go. Um, Purdue at Notre Dame. Purdue lost their starting tailback. I saw that. I mean, I'm I'm going to say Notre Dame's probably favored by 17. Seven and a half. Woo! Lay, I'm going to lay them. Feels like 31-13. Well, Jack Plummer's playing really well. I should have mentioned him. And okay. tailback doesn't matter at that school. They don't run the ball anyway. All right, what's left? Northwestern at Duke. Just get through it. Duke minus four. 
Northwestern minus three. Duke is horrible. There is bad. That's that's the worst power five game you might be able to to construct. All right. Got it. And finally, Auburn against your Penn State. Oh, his record's on the bye. Uh, They might be. Yeah, I didn't see him on here, so they might be. Yeah, it usually goes. I didn't hear you fawning over Greg Schiano. That's how I noticed. Would you stop with that? Is it fawning or swooning? I think it's swooning. Oh, they're, they got Delaware. That's why they didn't show up. It's not, not even worth that. It's not right. even worth All right. Uh, to me, to me, I think this game will be in the twenties. I don't think it'll be that low scoring. I just think the crowd, Jordan Stout, Mike Yersich with uh, kind of scheming up Auburn a little bit. And the fact that Bo Nix is on the road, I, I think Penn state's going to win the game. The line six, I picked it 23, 20 lions. I'm picking it 26, 14 lions. All right. Um, I like the fact that James Franklin's been with his program going on eight years now. And this is a very different situation with a transplanted from 2000 miles away coach from Idaho in his first big game uh, on the road with this team. Doesn't that have to be worth something? Sure. I think it does. And this yeah, I think that's Brian Harson on the line behind you. <laughs> Brian Harson would like a word with you, sir. Well, considering his speaking cadence, I wouldn't be able to tell him from the dial tone. So, uh, Closing uh, shot. Like it. I've heard, I've heard table fans with more charisma than that guy. Uh, anyway, he knows how to coach. I know. But I think he's going to run into something that they haven't run into at Boise State in this game. In that blue field. So, and and I'm I'm gonna pick Penn State to cover also. What's the line? Did you you know that line, right? Line is six. You're picking right. them to cover. I'm actually picking Penn State to win, but Auburn to cover. 23 20 Penn State. Yeah, I'm picking Penn State and the under. The number's fifty two yeah. and a half. You agree with that? Uh well, I ha- I have it at forty three. it seems a little high. I'm just I'm a little worried about I just think short fields and you know, like you said, big place, you know, there's five possessions where no one does anything and then they score back to back touchdowns. Yeah, I, I know. and a lot of athletes run around. So okay. yeah, yeah. Okay. All, All right, right, guys. That's it for us. It's the Blue White Breakdown Podcast. You're listening to Dave Jones and Bob Founders. I'm Bob. He's Dave. Dave, go walk your dog. Tell him I said hello, and we'll talk to you guys next week. 